The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Classic Quantum Leap. Hello and welcome to The Secrets of Classic Quantum Leap, where we're talking about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the great TV series, Quantum Leap. I'm Father Cory Stika. With me today are Joanne Mercier and Shelley Kelly. Howdy, Joanne. Hey, Father Cory. And howdy, Shelley. Hello, everybody. I think Shelley and I were just on not too long ago with, with the Field of Dreams, so it's good to see you again. Thanks. <laughs> and of course, Joanne and I were on Secrets of Tech about once a month or so. Oh, yeah, we kind of do that little podcast. We have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. So before we begin, I'd like to invite everyone to join our discussion of Classic Quantum Leap and our other shows on our Discord at sqpn.com slash Discord. So we're talking about this series, which was aired many moons ago, I think would be a good way to put it, to be polite, uh, quite a while ago, because, of course, they have a new Quantum Leap that has come out this year that's set 30 years after the original. But this series uh, aired on NBC. It was five, five seasons. The first season was a shortened season. It was kind of almost like a pilot season, trying the thing out. And there were uh, aired from 1989 to 1993, and there were 97 episodes. Now, we're kind of talking before that at the time, to hit the 100 mark was to hit the syndication mark. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I wonder if that was a conscious choice on the part of NBC not to make that mark, because there had been... An, they weren't sure if there was going to be a season six or not. And we'll actually talk about that as we talk about some of the episodes. Um, but it was canceled in season five and was never picked up for the sixth season. So I don't know. I don't know if that was a conscious choice or not. I, I think 97 was close enough because it ended up in syndication anyway. Yeah. So if you're close, I mean, they made enough to make some money on it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And they and of course, nowadays, that doesn't matter because it, it'll end any any series will end up on the streaming service Firefly, mm -hmm. even though it <laughs> didn't have the, the 100 episodes. Um, but it was this uh, series was created by Donald Belisario, who he's best known for JAG and NCIS. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what most people know him for is NCIS. He created the NCIS franchise, uh, but he also made Magnum P.I., the original Magnum P.I. and Airwolf. Of course, I grew up watching Airwolf. I loved Airwolf as a kid, but you he know, has but another it, credit that you might be interested in, too. Oh, he wasn't a creator, but he also directed, wrote and produced the original Battlestar Galactica. Ah, oh, that's right. He worked with uh, Glenn Larson on that. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Glenn Larson, another one of these kind of super producers mm -hmm. of the time. You know, I think Glenn Larson, he did uh, Knight Rider, I think was one of his shows. I think if so, I'm, yeah. I, I can't remember for sure, but, you know, there, there's these super producers, Glenn Larson and Donald Belisario, both who've had, you know, hit after hit after hit on, on TV. So, but Donald don't, forget, don't forget Dick Wolf. Dun, Dick dun. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> he only had to make one series and just repeat it over and over, over and over. Over and over again. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's what they're all doing now. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like what NCIS became. Mm. Um but as, as I said, you know, there's now a new series of Quantum Leap that's set 30 years. So the original series, as we find out from the last episode, ended in 1999 is where it was set. And mm -hmm. so the new series starts in three, 30 years later, 2029. 
So six years from now. So what, what's your both memories of, of this show? We kind of talked about it a little bit before, but. Well, I was, I was, I don't want to say I was newly married, but I was turning 30 around this time. So mm. this was a show. This was one of those must watch shows that we, my sure. husband and I would sit down and watch every week. I can't remember what night it was. I almost want to say Thursday, but I don't think that's right. Um, but we would sit down and watch Quantum Leap because it was just so different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I when funny thing is 10 years, well, not 10 years later, but right after the show ends, Touched by an Angel comes on oh, the sure. scene. And oh, it's almost that. like it's almost like the uh, it's I, I said this is Quantum Leap 2.0. Because it was the same type of we're going from place to place and doing good and writing wrong. And we just weren't doing it in. um you know, we just weren't doing it in time traveling. It was more media, but it was almost when this one finished, that one showed up. Well, it was it was an anthology show. Quantum Leap, that's one of the things Quantum mm-hmm. Leap is. It's kind of an anthology show where it's not like Twilight Zone or something like that, where every every episode is a different story, a different set of characters and so on. Well, and for me, I I grew up watching Voyagers. Does anyone remember that time travel show, Voyagers, mm, yes. with John Eric Hexum? It was in like 1982, 83, and I was very impressionable. I'm <laughs> 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 11 years old. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, so Quantum Leap to me is just the same type of show. And I, I look back and I, I credit in some small part, Voyagers mm-hmm. and a love that I have for reading biogra- biographies with kind of a spurning out my interest in history. And, and that's what I majored in in college. And so Quantum Leap came out in 1989. Mm. I was in college pursuing a history degree. And I that type of person where I watch something that I know is historical fiction, I'm the one that goes to the library now the internet, but then the library mm-hmm. and gets a book out about what really happened. You know, I know that's fiction. I know they're writing it for us to be interested in and they're maybe hyping it up or making it a little shinier so that we'll be interested in the story. But I always want to know what's the real story. The rest of the story, as Paul Harvey might have said. <laughs> so um, so that's where I remember. And, and I think, Father Corey, I was saying before we began recording how watching several of these episodes preparing for tonight kind of put me back in my in my college age right. self. Um, it really reminded me how far we as a society have have come in what we consider to be entertainment and and but in better ways, how we've come in terms of attitudes and um, and, and certain things. We'll talk about that, I guess, as mm. we go on. But yeah, but it did it put me right back in their time travel. Boom. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's funny how a series like this can do that. And whether it is something like Quantum Leap or any other really popular series we watched when we were younger, you know, we we can remember where we were, especially, you know, and this is, again, one of these things that has changed is TV was much more appointment Mm -hmm. scheduled. You know, it was they talk about appointment TV of this was the show you had to watch. You set an appointment to watch this show because it wasn't like today. Once you miss the airing, if you're lucky, it might be rerun. If you didn't, if it wasn't, you missed it. Oh, you know, my dad had a VCR. Yeah, VCR. No, VCRs helped a one lot. too, because we were like, <laughs> wait a minute. We're always missing things. 
So when VCRs came on the scene, that was the we used to rent them first mm-hmm. because you could rent them in those days. Oh, yeah. And we would try it out. We're like, we've we've got to we saved our pennies and we bought one because he's a ta- you know, he's an accountant. I'm a church person. And there are just times when you just can't have appointment TV because you're yep. in church or you're doing taxes. So now it's like, oh, what, what am I going to binge? You know, exactly. This whole series dropped. Let's binge the whole thing. Yeah, or or worse yet, should I wait until this series finishes on its weekly run and then binge it? Oh, you yeah. You'll pay for the once yeah. a month, you know. Exactly. I know a lot of people who do that, like with Star Trek and the new Star Wars series and things like that, you know. Well, there's something to be said for appointment TV because it gave people a chance to talk about it. And mm-hmm. that's how series picked up traction. And that's how that's how MASH went 11 years, because yep. they would leave you in such a place that everybody the next day is talking about it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, I, I, I agree, you know, where it takes you back. But, I, you know, this is where I show that I'm the uh, young pup of the crew. Oh, gee. Uh, when Quantum Leap was out, I was in uh, junior high, high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too far behind me. No, no. Well, you're just still both behind me, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, this was, I mean, this is, I watched, of course, and, and as a kid, as a junior high, high schooler who was into Doctor Who, was into things like that, um, you know, this was right up my alley because this was time travel. This was about going back in time. And like, like you said, Shelly, learning about the history of these times. And that is one, I think one of the attractions of this show is it showed the histories on the histories level. You know, yeah, they did kind of give it a little spit polish and shine to make it look better for, you know, evening TV watching. Mm. But it still showed the history. And they had characters like Martin Luther King. They had JFK. He he leaps into Harvey Oswald at one Mm -hmm. point. I mean, you know, so they they show these histories and it it is so much about the history as much as it is the the science fiction, all that. And about the characters, too, because a lot of times it's not just the history. But it's about these characters and, and the place they had in history. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it just makes it even better, in my opinion, when you're yeah. not worried about it. And I think this is good because the three of us are, were in different life periods at the time, too. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see this show from a totally different lens. Each one of us has got a different lens. Yeah. Well, and as, and as I look back at it, you, you look at most of the characters that he jumps into, they're minor nobody characters they're not anybody's you know they're they're characters that were made up in a certain time and certain place but they weren't big influencers you know the changes he made tweaked their life a little bit maybe you know some more some less but it wasn't it wasn't anything earth-shattering usually again there were special episodes where it was and you know but of course you know the end episode it kind of talks about that that you know yeah all these little things they add up exactly because it's the lit you know it's not everybody who is known are the only ones that change lives, mm-hmm. you know, because you'd see after everyone. OK, Ziggy says now we have an 86 percent chance that this is going to happen. And and yeah. now this is what's going to happen. And because you did this, this is what's going to, you know, so it's that ripple mm-hmm. effect. Yep. This person lived and went on and had family and that person died. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I traded a life for a life. So. In some cases, yeah, or in some mm. cases, this change caused other things to happen. And, right. you know, and it she married effect. this person to that person or something like that. So, 
Yeah. And when you were saying that, it come, calls to mind uh, a show called Joan of Arcadia. Yes. It was in, I want to say the 90s or early 2000s. Yes. Um, and the same type of thing where in this, that one, God, you know, shows up as an ordinary person and tells her to do these things. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know why, because she doesn't see how it ripples through to get the effect that they right. want. Right. Exactly. I remember that show. I liked that show. Yeah, I never watched it. I'll have to go back and watch it. It's I'm sure it's YouTube out there somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. YouTube or Amazon Prime or Netflix or something, I'm sure. <laughs> well, when you do, then we'll talk about that one. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so. But for this one, let's get kind of into the basic premise of the show. And at, at its surface, it's a time travel show. Dr. Scott, uh, Dr. Scott, Dr. Sam Beckett, <laughs> oh. played by Scott Bakula. Dr. Sam Beckett is the head of the Quantum Leap Project. He develops this time machine, this, this uh, accelerator that sends him back through time. But instead of just sending him back through time, he sends, it sends him back as other people. He leaps back as other people. And, you know, one, one thing that those people come out of the accelerator mm. looking like him and he looks like them. Right. And so everybody around him, when he's back in time, think that he's that person. And of course, he knows he's not. And he goes through time to time to time, time period to time period to time period, writing wrongs, correcting in, you know, in, in, uh, in ju- historical injustices and so on. And he, uh, he's got his helper, Al, the, the hologram, played by the great Dean Stockwell. I uh, love Al. Fantastic. Al is, he's so good. Oh. Um, We'll talk a little bit more of these characters later, but, you know, but he's there to connect with the rest of the Quantum Leap team, including the super mega computer that's sarcastic, um, to um, help Sam know what his job is. What is he called to do here? You know, kind of that, that call of vocation again. You've got a, something you need to do um, that you're called to do at, at this point to make these little uh, tweaks to time. So, I mean, that's that's the over the, the main storyline. I mean, that's the storyline everybody would recognize. Right. But it's kind of interesting. Uh, Don Bettinelli, our, our our CEO and boss here at SQPN, he ran uh, through chat GPT. What is the basic premise of Quantum Leap? Oh, gee. <laughs> and of course, it comes up with time travel. That's the first obvious mm-hmm. one. But one of the it, it also identifies uh, four other themes. Redemption. Hmm? It's got a theme of redemption where. That Sam's time traveling missions, what he does, what he is called to do is to help people make better choices or to, to avoid disaster. You know, again, to put right what was once went wrong. And so. But it's also Sam's redemption. Yes. Yes. At the same time, because and, he's learning from every single one of these people. Yep. And Al. And Al. And Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right back in the pilot. Um, at the end of the pilot, there is a major uh, redemption moment that made mm-hmm. me think of Field of Dreams, actually. Oh, <laughs> That's well, true. Again, and spoilers, yeah. again, we'll talk about here at the end of the series is a mm-hmm. major redemption for Al. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, Al and his wife, uh, his first wife. So we've got that redemption. We've got identity. You know, it's it's. You know, first of all, Sam figuring out his own identity as he's mm-hmm. leaping through time and the identity of the people that he's leaping into, but then also those around them, you know, their identities as well, who they are. And, you know, 
things I, like that. I always loved it when he leapt into a woman. Yeah. <laughs> because it, 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 it was, it was an instant joke from the first beat. Oh yeah. Because it's like, he does not know how to maneuver this. He, he's like, you know, he, he'd look in the mirror and go, Oh boy, you know, here yeah. I go again. I'm a woman. And, and it's funny. It's, it's just, it shows that between men and women, you think you know the other is species mm-hmm. or sex, and you don't. Yep. They have totally different reactions to everything. And he learns all about that. I mean, and he even jumped into a nun, which is no, he didn't jump into a nun. He jumped to the boxer. Um, yeah. but he's jumped into quite a few women that were hysterical. Yeah. And then they'd make and- him up that way, and it was just funny. And and he would he would use it to his own advantage because you know the, the other person would see this you know small you know petite woman mm-hmm. and then he'd knock the living snot out of him because he actually yep. was this big buff guy. <laughs> yep. Third third thing that it identified the premise that it identified is social justice. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of these episodes where he the wrongs he is he is writing is things like racism, sexism. You know that that's where some of the episodes were leaped into a woman. We're about that racism mm-hmm. where he bleeps into a, a person of color, a black man or, or uh, something like that, um, you know, and, and trying to fix the discrimination oppression that occurred. That was a, a real thing back in the back in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, one of the. Uh, uh, sorry, I started talking and lost my train of thought again. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the three things I said, it made me feel like we were back. I was back in college again, was that there were words and things that they were using. Um, I think it was in the very last episode, but it's not a spoiler. Uh, he was saying, don't call me a cripple. And he says, mm. uh, or he calls himself a cripple. And he says, don't call yourself a cripple. And he says, why? He says, well, wouldn't it be better if you said disabled? And now I'm not even sure we're allowed to use that word today. The, no. the words in the no. language are changing and evolving with every mm-hmm. generation, trying to become more and more um, respectful or uh, right. cautious about how we relate to one another as human beings and as people. And it's nice to see that progression and change uh, coming up through. But right. there's something about these characters in this show. The writing is so good that mm. you you realize that they're they're putting it in a way that's it. They're not laughing at it, but it's it's a relaxed feeling. Watching mm-hmm. it again from today's perspective. Yeah. And I, in those day, in at that time period, we're talking 89 to, to 93. It was would have been more controversial that he jumped into he leapt into Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. And it was. It that was a very now. controversial episode. Right. Yeah. Then now, because now we're so, still so far, we're far more removed from the actual event that it didn't have, wouldn't have had the impact that it had back then. Right. To try to see, you know, to try to see this whole thing from his point of view. Right. Yeah, I don't, because, it, well, because he can't leap outside of his own timeline. Mm-hmm. And Correct. he was born August 8th, 1953. Right. Yep. Which ironically is the um, the creator Donald Belisario. He was born August eighth, nineteen thirty five. So he ah. flipped the numbers. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of little connections in here. Yeah, he so, uh, he he's Donald Belisario is known for using August eighth as for for a lot of birthdays. things. Yeah, for, for a lot of a lot his of, characters. 
mm. a lot of his characters. So, um, but this this 1953 is relatively in the same time period as my parents. Mm-hmm. My father and mother a little little bit older than that. But what what's interesting is so I watch this now and I think this is also I saw a lot of these people that were of that age and watching them shift and develop and progress and their um, attitudes also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. I thought, and, and when he leaps into Dr. Ruth, nobody would know who she is today. No, like really? she was, I don't oh. think, no, she's pretty much fallen off the, you know, social contacts meter. But <laughs> I think she would be considered <laughs> mild compared to today. True. <laughs> True. But in those days, she was very controversial and he's her and she's back in the waiting room and they spent just as much time in the waiting room with her talking to Al. Yeah. Than they did with with why he was leaping into her. So those kinds of shifts were very interesting as well. It was nice to see sometimes the real people back in the waiting room Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what just happened. You know, talking about Al right then, he, I didn't remember how, I'll say the word like sexist, he comes across in, especially oh, yeah. in the early episodes, everything's a skirt and everything's a hookup and every, and they, mm-hmm. I'm using modern language, but, mm-hmm. but I hadn't really thought of that. I mean, and why, why when I'm 17, 18, 19 years old, did that not bother me? But here I am now going, wow, um, that's kind of... <laughs> Kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, and they, they, they call it uh, in the, the episode where Al and Sam swap. Mm. Sam talks mm-hmm. about how he got some of Al's brain cells. And of course, yes. it's the ones that make some raunchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Al, I mean, Beth is the love of Al's life. Right. So right. and again, we talk about redemption. Go to the last episode again. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. but she is she was his true love. Right. And, and since then- it didn't work out. Everything else then was a skirt. Yeah. And I was going to say, as you as you go through the episodes and you get to those ones in the middle right there, um, season two, episode 22, season three, episode one, that you start mm-hmm. to realize Al's backstory makes him who he is and, mm-hmm. and the way he is. So and he's a, he still he's doesn't a... explain the clothes, but <laughs> and yeah. he's an admiral. That's what gets me. Yeah. A, a rear admiral. admiral. But I don't yep. know what a rear admiral is compared that's to That's just admiral. one of the ranks of admiral. I, I, mm. uh, sorry, I was Air Force, so I don't I don't know what the admiral ranks are, but that's that's one of the, one of the ranks either. of admiral. I want to I want to say he had two stars on his uniform. Which mm, I didn't look that so close. He had two. Two star general. I think you're right. So he's a two star general. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I guess it'd be oh eight officer rank eight. So mm. um, one la- one last thing, uh, and it kind of ties into this about Al and, and his relationship with women is the the idea of friendship and loyalty. Mm. You know, the, the friend, of course, the friendship between Al and Sam and Sam having to rely on Al and Al being loyal to him. Um, but also, again, um, the friend, you know, the, the things that are developed further on with with Al and his his loyalty towards others as right. well. Yeah. Even even though the girl was it the wife or the girlfriend that he had was having an affair with Gucci. Yeah. Tina. <laughs> Tina. Tina. <laughs> Right. Oh, so yeah. you tell me something I don't know. Tina and Gucci are having an affair. Oh, tell me something I can use to save Al. Something I need. Yeah, that doesn't help much. And I love Ziggy. The the, yeah. the props for Ziggy have changed. I mean, oh. it looks like a toy. It looks like a kid's toy Lego set mm-hmm. 
in here. And now when you go to the new leap, it looks suspiciously like an echo. When you see that little, oh, the round little palm thing, oh, the, the, thing. The, the, it looks yeah, like an hand. echo. Well, Ziggy <laughs> itself is the, so we'll get into the, this right. is a good time to now get into the characters. So, right. um, and we'll start with the minor characters like Ziggy. Ziggy is a very much a character mm-hmm. in this as anybody else oh, is. Yeah. And yeah, Ziggy is the supercomputer that is very sarcastic, very uh, insulting and, you know, just kind of kind of fun. And and um, but yeah, it's it's every the desk and everything looks like a bunch of like clear Legos snapped together, mm-hmm. you know, with lots of flashing lights. This was the 80, late 80s, early 90s, uh, the little hand computer that that Al used to communicate with Ziggy. That was the kind of same thing. Well, now a new uh, leap. It uh, it. Ziggy looks like a typical server farm. Right. Bunch of flashing lights on, on a bunch of computers with some terminals set out in front. So it's, they, 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 they kind of lost the aesthetic Quaint, of the original. Of... <laughs> the quaintness of the original. The, the, the uniqueness and, and the otherliness of, of Ziggy in the original. But Ziggy um, no, is the one that is saying what's happening. Ziggy yep. tracks Sam and is able to say this is what's to ever whoever's handling you know to al this is what's going to happen this is where he is this is what you have to tell him he needs to do and ziggy does all the probabilities of Mm -hmm. what's going to happen i love it that amazon lets you call your echoes now ziggy because mine is (laughs) mine is a ziggy that's funny oh that's Um, funny and no one understands why so that's been lost in social consciousness but ziggy is an important character even though it's not a flesh and bone but i Mm -hmm. wonder if because it's a woman's voice in this series, if they were paying homage to Star Trek. Oh, could be. Mm-hmm. Because the woman, because remember, that one was sarcastic, too. Mm. So I'm wondering if he was paying homage to Star Trek, because the minute I heard it was a woman's voice, I was like, OK, that's Star Trek. And he even yeah. describes that he designed the computer to run with a big ego. Right. And that made me think of um, um, Solo. And yeah, the Star Wars solo, oh, the, Star Wars um, movie solo the Millennium Falcon, yeah. the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember the? Oh, I forgot the name of the. Um, There's a droid, droid that had the, and yeah. she leads the big. It's a she, and she's with Lando, and she leads the big slave rebellion out of the the um, uh, mines, the Kessel mines, mm-hmm. and they have to upload her memory into the Millennium Falcon. But she had the same big ego and sarcastic yep. wit and. So what are we saying about computers? They're sarcastic they're, females or they're very they're sarcastic really <laughs> and they're really smart. Yeah. Well, knowledge, having a lot and of they, data doesn't always mean smart <laughs> knowledge and they help each other, though. And that's right. what we're going back to the friendship and the, and the relationships. All these different minor characters support and, and empower our two mm-hmm. main characters to be able to do what they right. need to yep. do to right. s- set things right. Yeah. So. Right. And that's, we, we've got, you know, uh, one of the characters that's, that gets yelled at a lot. We only see a few times, but get is Gushy. Yeah. Gushy, <laughs> the lead programmer um, who has bad breath. That's, that's always a, t- that's like the first yeah. thing oh, is yeah. like Gushy. Oh yeah. He had bad breath. <laughs> and the other gushy get me out of here gushy door yeah. gushy he's yelling at him <laughs> which i'd never heard that name before this show is that a normal name or has have you heard it before it's a it's a nickname right it's a nickname for his i, I forgot to write down what the what his real what his given name was but that was his mm. nickname based off his last name um, okay 
Let's see if I can find it real quick here. Yeah, I'm going to try to find uh, that too. <laughs> there we go. Um, Dr. Gushman, Irving Gushman. Ah, that's it. Gushman. Okay. That makes sense. I think he was basically there for comic relief at times. Right. Even though Al was, even though Al was the basic comic relief. Yep. Oh yeah, he was very much comic relief and to oh, be kind gosh. of the the helper for for anything that needed to be done in the Quantum Leap project. Mm. You know, they they could bring his character in. And then one character we only see a couple of times, but she's a very important character, at least that even if Sam doesn't remember her, is Dr. Donna Elise. Yes. Who we find out in the fourth season is his wife, but he has completely forgotten her. Mm-hmm. And Al was ordered not to let him know that he was married to her because he needed the freedom to do what he needed to do. Right. In the leaps. Mm-hmm. Which was yes. very, very well, and then she appeared in, uh, was it season one, episode three? Yeah, yep. she appears originally. He the, the real story involves a professor and a student, but he meets Donna because she's a waitress at the mm. college Rathskeller. And, um, and he gets to know her because her father, I guess, is very much in control of her life or she's afraid of my camera which one it is just off the top of my head but so he gets to interact with her and he feels an attraction to her but he mm-hmm. doesn't know why so it but it really doesn't but at least you get introduced to her at that point and then she comes back later on yep okay i th- I think he reconciled her with her father. Yes, that's what and, it was. And mm-hmm. again, though, with the whole reconciliation, the first uh, first two episodes are Sam reconnecting with his father. Mm-hmm. And then this episode, he gets Donna back with her father, thinking that um, it, he she had left him at the altar. He remembers that she had left him at the altar and that if mm-hmm. maybe he can reestablish that father daughter relationship, she would learn to be able to trust and marry him and not leave him at the altar. And I guess it worked. <laughs> right. And if in, unless you're watching every episode, if you're jumping right. around like I did, um, mm-hmm. you don't realize that it worked until they, they actually show that episode and he remembers mm. her and runs out to see her. Yeah. I mean, I remember that was a big surprise when that episode, uh, The Leap Back, mm. came out. Um, and we're going to talk about more about some of these episodes here in a little bit. But I remember when that episode came out, it was a shock, you know, that he had this person that was there. And that she kept it silent all this time, because one thing, you know, forgot to mention kind of in, in the, the, the premise of the show is by him leaping back, he's lost his memory. It's Swiss cheesed his memory, they will say. Right. So he'll remember certain things and things will come back. He'll be going, oh, yeah, I know, you know, kind of like the Matrix before the Matrix. I know Kung Fu. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Because he was a black belt in Kung Fu, but he didn't remember it at first, you mm-hmm. know, and, and didn't remember his name at first. And he didn't recognize Al when he first saw him and things mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. eventually things started kind of filling in. But Al was given stru- instructions of you don't talk about this. You don't talk about that. You don't, you know, right. there are things that you could not cover and he could only reveal a little bit at a time. Yeah. And they refer often to the rules that that Sam and Al and the others had set these rules. And there was a governing board mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in the, in the behind the scenes. And, and I like that we don't always see behind the scenes. It's right. yep. always focused on Al and Sam and the job. And but he kept saying, you told me not to break these rules. You're the one that set these rules for a reason. Yep. Right, yeah. because he figured if he could, if he remembered 
who he was, what he was, other than the other than the mission. If he remembered anything else, he wouldn't be able to go through with it because he has a conscience. Right. He was. Yeah, he's very, very strong. Sam, Sam Beckett has a very strong conscience. And yes. he's, you know, he's a he's a good guy. I mean, he's literally, a, you know, the nice guy, mm-hmm. you know, and he remembers that and he knows that and it, it leads him. Um, but he also, yeah, there would be things that he would be unwilling to do. Mm. And I love so. that we get that insight into his head with all the voiceovers. He's mm-hmm. he's always got yes. that that uh, that Jiminy Cricket thing kind of going all the time, like how he feels about this or, you know, uh, you, you get the idea. I, I, I didn't want to mislead her. I don't want to do this. You know, this is really strange. What was I thinking? Yeah, it was kind of a kind of like Captain's Log in Star Trek. You know, can you use that comparison? Yes. Where yes. We got, it was a way for exposition. It was a way to, you know, in, in the first episode, which we'll talk about here in just a sec. There's a lot of it because Al wasn't in the picture yet. Right. Sam, Sam's still trying to figure out what's going on. You know, he knows that the, the face in the mirror isn't his. He knows that the name that was given isn't his, but that's as far as he goes. Right. And it starts coming back, starts, you know, a little bit by little bit. But there's still a lot of exposition. Apparently, this is who I am or who I turned into, mm. you know, and things like that. So this is a, a good uh, lead in to talk about episodes. So, uh, before the new Quantum Leap came out, uh, NBC on their website put out a, a, ser- a list of episodes to watch. And we've added a couple with that that we think these are episodes that kind of give you the overarching storyline. You know, these are because they're, as I said, there are 97 episodes in the entire run. And it would take, you know, figure an hour an episode, which I know it's a little less than that, but an hour an episode, you're talking a week's worth of watching. You know, mm-hmm. if, depending on how much time you can spend doing it. So these are episodes that are kind of like the ones to watch. And of course, the first one is the first two episodes. It was a two parter. Actually, it was aired as a, a movie. So both episodes together. But then now it's released as a two parter um, called Genesis. And this is where we see Al and his uh, souped up Lamborghini. I think it was with the mm-hmm. lights and the the uh, Knight Rider sound effects as it whooshes by and. And, uh, and rush, rushing back. Oh, no, I was thinking of the flashing ear, earrings and the flashing lights that they built into the clothes to make it look so futuristic. And now yeah. to find out that it was really like supposed to be 1996, seven. It, yeah, just a few years after. <laughs> right. You know? And when we got to that and when we got to that time period, we were not wearing flashing clothes and <laughs> and all of the, um, you know, and all the shoulder pads had gone away. Yeah. yeah, but that, that was, was an, an 80s, 80s style. style and the big chunky earrings. That was an 80s style, too. Yeah, oh, it really yeah. was. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it really I mean, it really was. They took stuff from the time and just kind of put some lights on it to make it look mm. uh, a little more futuristic. But um, it's that fun tongue in cheek kind of, of wink, wink that that makes it, yeah. uh, I guess, so uh, memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Because he uh, Al had uh, neon stars on his boots. Yes. For why? Because they could. It's fun. (laughs) Sometimes TV has to have an element of fun in it. Because they were they were envisioning 10 years from from that point what it was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing. Now that you watch it 20 years after, it's like, there's nothing like that. Yeah. But that was the way unless you put it in, you know, 2121 or something, you're always going to come upon it and go, gee, that wasn't it. Yeah. Well, and it's, they, they couldn't make it too futuristic. No. You know, because obviously, again, it was 10 years from 
you know, or, or less mm. from the date that it was airing. Um, but in, here in Genesis, we again, we meet Al or meet Sam. He's jumping into the this accelerator. He's he's, you know, Gushy can't get it shut off because it's too late. It's already in the process. And Al or Sam vanishes and ends up as this fighter pilot uh, who is doing the, the, the Mach 2 testing on the mm. X2 plane. And of course, you know, that's one thing Sam didn't learn how to do is fly. Right. He does everything else, but he doesn't know how to fly. He has six so, doctorates. Yeah, he's got yes. six doctorates. He's, you know, Kung Fu and all this, but he doesn't know how to fly <laughs> a plane. So, but it, it, it's, it's, and it, it's actually, when you watch it in, as the two-parter episode, the first leap is longer than the episode. Mm. It's like an episode and a half. And then the second leap is very short. Because right. the second leap, he leaps into a baseball player, you know, and he's, but it, obviously the purpose of it is to say, this is what Quantum Leap is about. This mm-hmm. is what the series is about. This is what the, the storyline is about. This is how, you know, we have to introduce you as much as Sam into what's going on. And that's a, that's a great conceit for the, the Swiss cheese memory. And remember, it was one episode. Yeah, so uh, hour and a half to our episode. Yeah, right. We see it now as two separate episodes in in anthology, but it's one episode and it had to establish the basic premise of the show, the characters and the basic Mm -hmm. canon. So and I I think it in in and of itself, it stands well still. It's still very watchable today. Yes. You know, because a lot of times the intro episodes can be really bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know this wasn't this was this was good. It really did a good job. And then again, it had the the second part where he's going as like this this baseball player, pro baseball player, and he remembers his dad how to get a hold of his dad. And he that's the one thing he remembered in the first part is that his dad had died uh, twenty years after this point. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted, and so but that was like in the seventies when his mm-hmm. dad had died. So he wanted to connect with his dad just to hear his dad's voice. Yeah. And it was it was interesting how that was one of the first things he could remember when he realized mm-hmm. the date that my dad's alive. I could talk to him and he grabs the phone and goes to call it. And and it, it's funny because especially people who don't remember or didn't know, I mm-hmm. they used to use um, fewer numbers when you dialed a, right. a phone. Yep. Um, I did Five. not have that. Right. Five numbers. Yeah. Right. And you yeah. had to say like, hi, five they had like a two letter abbreviation sometimes mm-hmm. yep. instead of uh, that was your exchange. Be, yeah. It was your neighbor ex- neighborhood exchange. Right. Yeah. And, and they, they show that because he goes, he wants long distance, Indiana, Elkhart or. But he couldn't or, remember or, his last name. He, right. He couldn't remember yeah. the last name and he couldn't remember the digits. He could remember right. the like the Oakdale exchange. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I can look up the number. What name? And he's like, he can't remember. Yeah. Yep. But uh, Al tells him. When he's the baseball player, mm-hmm. he Al, I guess, kind of takes a little pity on him and, and breaks the rules and tells him his last name is Beckett. And yep. I don't know whether Al knew he was going to rush to a payphone and call his dad. But the conversation between him and his dad right there gives you that first emotional, real connection mm-hmm. where you think, oh, my gosh, you know, what would I give to call? You know, my mom or mm-hmm. my dad or someone that you've lost oh, yeah. that's been gone for a long time. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we all we all connect to that right away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what that's what starts to make the show so endearing. 
mm-hmm. because it's going to be Sam is going to be every man. Mm-hmm. Because any one of us put in this situation might do the exact same thing. Just because he's a scientist with six degrees doesn't mean. Yeah. You know, he's still <laughs> a human. Well, that's just it. He's still he has all this head knowledge. Mm-hmm. And this is him finding his emotional and heart and spirit knowledge is every time he leaps into another person. Well, you can imagine he, he dedicated his life to doing this project. And, mm. we, and we do find out it was so that he could go back and talk to his dad, ultimately. Mm. You know, that's, that's what led him to discover time travel or to work on this time travel project. You know, not just to set wrongs right and things like that, but also so he could go and be with, and as we see in a later episode, try to save his dad. Right. It doesn't succeed, but he tries. And I think anybody would try to do that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. again, it's an every man scenario. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Well, in the next episode after Genesis is Starcross. And this is one mm-hmm. um, that introduced to us Donna Elise, Dr. Donna Elise, his, who we find out again later is his wife. And this, it turns out that he had, as we talked about earlier, he had a chance at her and she left him at the altar, but he was able to change it so that unbeknownst to him that she did end up marrying him and was still married to him. He just didn't know it. Right. So another, you know, another good one. That one wasn't on the list. Uh, Was that Shelly? Was that you that added that one? I did. No, Joanne, Joanne. Okay. I added that. And it's, and it's unfortunate when they finally show her in a couple of seasons later, it's not the same actress. Yeah, right? it was Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher was the first actress. Yeah. Which I was like, Ooh. well, why? After this went on to Superman and Lois. And, right. Yeah. Lois and, and I, Clark. And I Lois think, and Clark. Lois I, Clark. Superman and Lois is a newer one. That's right. And I think that's why she couldn't. I think she was contractually doing that other show, which was too bad because, because they were very good about you know, they're very good about if they brought people back, they brought the same people back. Yep. That's a, that's a key when, when doing some of these shows, if you can use the same actor, yep. mm-hmm. then it, it keeps you sucked into the mythology of the show, which the many change kind of, actors is like, Oh gee. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's kind of amazing when, um, again, a series like this where it wasn't available for streaming, it wasn't available for binging. So it might be a couple of years before you see that that character again. Mm. And there's there's a couple of times where he leaps back into similar people. Mm. We'll talk about that you know, to the same people and the end episode where they bring back some recurring some characters. Yeah, that's- and um, but they were good about, like you said, good about casting the same actors, even if, you know, it was a few mm. years. Um, next episode we're going to leap up to mm. is is called M.I.A. And this is this is an Al episode, although indirectly, mm-hmm. because this is the episode. This in this episode, uh, he leaps into a, a police detective who um, ends up meeting Beth, and through Al's guidance, tries to keep her from getting married, thinking that Al was dead. Of course, she can't see Al; he's a hologram mm-hmm. that only Sam can see. But she tries to, uh, she or he tries. He tries to use Sam so that she doesn't get married to this other guy, which it doesn't work out, mm, unfortunately, right. at this point. The minute he realizes the date, mm-hmm. I think it was a, an April 1st episode. Mm-hmm. He's he's only running configurations with Ziggy for Sam going and stopping Beth from meeting the man she's going to marry. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and so misses completely what he's really there to do. Mm-hmm. And right. and the theme of the Vietnam War and these Vietnam veterans is tied oh, yeah. throughout this whole episode because yeah. uh, the police partner is um, uh, had told a story about being frozen and there being an infant. And so mm-hmm. that's what was supposed to be the focus. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime... Right. Uh, Al has Sam running around, but we get we get to see Sal, Al watching Beth and mm-hmm. and he'll pop in and pop out. And it isn't at first that Sam realizes Beth's last name. Mm-hmm. It isn't right away that um, he realizes what Sam, what Al is trying to do. And right. it's but at the very end, he doesn't leap. And at the very end, um he says, Al, I, I think you're being given an opportunity to just say goodbye or to, to be with her one more mm. time. Mm. And he goes in and, and this is I found this really kind of funny. Um, he goes in there and it's Unchained Medley playing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's he's then they start to dance to their song, which was Georgia, Georgia on my mind. Oh, yeah. But I'm watching this and I'm thinking, hang on a second. Unchained Medley, a ghost, a hologram dancing with this is Patrick Swayze <laughs> ghost. Yeah. I'm like, okay, wait, which one came first? Do you know? Oh, I'm going to guess this did. I this came this out did. first. Yeah. So this one. I was going to say ghost was closer to mid 90s. They're so close. This aired May 9th, 1990. And Ghost, the movie, came out July 13th, 1990. So I I didn't have time to look and see if there was somebody working on the same production. (laughs) But how is it that they would come up with exactly exactly the same thing? But I do notice that they have different movies sometimes. You know, like in Law Mm -hmm. and Order, they're they're doing... um, Real life stories or mm. blue bloods, they'll pull something right. from last year's news. Yep. Um, so I'm wondering if if this was kind of a, a nod to Ghost. There's got to be a connection there somewhere. And it's because so. yeah, Ghost would have been would have been you know all the filming would have been done by this point right. by the time mm. they were done this episode because TV episodes back then were very short production times. Oh yeah, not like today where it's a year because they're doing so many special effects and everything on them. But so. who would have known? Right. Well, it's got to be somebody. See, one thing about um, Belisario, he really is very much for veterans. Mm-hmm. So he, well, he was a veteran himself. Right. Whatever show he does, they play prominent here. Yep. And he does, he does focus in, I believe, on Vietnam more than any other era. Even in he's, NCIS, he's still. He, he served a, before Vietnam. He served before Vietnam. Yeah, he, he was actually Korean really, War era. Yeah. A U.S. Marine of 1955 to 1959. Right. Okay. So right, right after Korean War, then. But he's um, extremely. But so this is something that he he does. So I wouldn't. I'm I'm looking on the ghost site right now to see. <laughs> you know, I, I'm interested to see if there was somebody. Some connection. Huh? If there's a connection with him, his production company was there something that went right. Yeah. And, you know, and should, should mention, because I don't think we've explicitly said it, but Al was a POW in right. Vietnam. He right. was a prisoner of war. And the reason why she thought he was dead, because mm-hmm. the, it was very, very common that the, the North Vietnamese would not allow the POWs to communicate home. Mm-hmm. Well, unlike, right. you know, Geneva Convention and other treaties permit, they would not allow that. So she hadn't heard anything from Al for, you know, two years, three years, thinking he was dead. And it turns out he was POW. And he shows he returns home after she had remarried. And it may be hard for the current generation to understand that 
that some of these Vietnam era POWs were prisoners for somewhere between four and six years. Yeah. And and held in the most atrocious conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that they they kind of got gave that nod, recognizing, seeing, knowing. And I, I can't imagine at all what that must have meant to some of the if, if any of the people who had gone through it had watched any of these yep. shows to be able to say, I recognize myself or I recognize my right. brothers in arms in this. Well, and, so. and this is this is a time, of course, the the, the POW MIA movement, I mean, is from even the during the war was starting to ramp up. You know, this idea of we need to get our prisoners of war back. We need to identify those who are missing in action, those who have died that haven't mm-hmm. been identified yet. But in the late 80s, early 90s is when that started really ramping up. That's when you started seeing the black flag with the, the We Will Never Forget logo on the bottom of it. You know, so the black and white flag right. you know, that you see pretty commonly now still to this day, you know, but this was really when it was kind of at its height. It was really ramping up at this point. So that, that it was a good connection to something that was current, you know, that people were worried about that. And you still hear of to this day where there'll be a remains found somewhere in Vietnam and they'll identify through DNA who it was, that it was one yeah. of our soldiers. Or and when was the uh, Vietnam War Memorial dedicated? Wasn't it kind of around this time that they were? Was that mid 80s? I, I, can't, I can't remember. remember. I'm looking it up here now, too. So, <laughs> uh, oh, it, you know what? It was after this. I thought it was longer than that. It was 1990. Uh, well, that's. Uh, no, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong number. <laughs> That's a different one. Um, but, but you know what I'm saying that that I kept thinking maybe it was uh, about the same time. Yeah. Um, oh, the 82. walls. The original original wall is 82, and they had the three soldier statue, and then the the women's memorial is what I was looking at. That was 1993. 93. Okay, I remember yeah, I, going I to the... DC in middle school, and I think it was brand new, or it was it was it had been there uh for a short time sure. uh, so any any on anything on ghosts there joanne or i can't <laughs> find a connection you know me and my conspiracy theories i can't find a connection <laughs> i'm sure there is one but i can't find although i did find out i did find out that um don belisario knew lee harvey oswald Oh, that's right. They had served at the same time. They had served at the same time. Yep. So he knew him. So, yeah, yeah, he's uh, (laughs) he's quite a character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wrote what he knew. I mean, there's a lot of him in a lot of these characters. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Al's character, his father is is Italian and his mother is Russian. Mm-hmm. And if you look up Don Belisario, his father is Italian American, and his mother is Serbian American. Close enough. Okay, yep. So it, it, you know, yeah, yeah, he definitely he definitely puts himself into all of his characters. Mm. Exactly. So, so leaping forward, yes. uh, we go on another set of episodes. These are this is a two parter episode. And this is a very actually very important two parter. Not episodes. a far leap because this is the very next episode. These three that we're going to yes. talk about are all together. Yeah. Yeah, because the MIA was the end of season two. The Leap Home parts one and two were episodes one and two of season three. So we went right from MIA. And again, you know, with, with the summer break, that was back when, you know, remember when TV shows had summer breaks? Yes. <laughs> and you had reruns or you had the other little series they would kind of sneak in in the middle once in a while. Because I think mm-hmm. that's actually what Quantum Leap was. It was originally a summer. That's why it had the nine 
episodes for the first season. Oh, that's usually I what they I would do. Think to look at uh, when that's it aired. Yeah, so see, season one aired. Yeah, uh, March twenty sixth to May seventeenth. So kind of, yeah, kind of, sort of about that time when they would go into reruns and small series. Again, things that are completely foreign to, to people today. Um, but the leap home part one is just what it said. Sam leapt into himself as a 16 year old on their farm in Indiana. And of course, as soon as he realized what was going on, uh, he you know rushed in and his parents were there and his family was there. And, you know, he got to see his dad. He got to mm-hmm. spend time with his dad and tried to save his dad, if you will, Tell keep his dad to... from live. Yeah. E- yeah. Eating so, all the cholesterol and gee, dad, don't you want, don't you want this instead of that? And why would anybody want this instead of that? Maybe we shouldn't eat so much bacon. Uh, <laughs> and, and decaf coffee, you know, and things <laughs> and cigarettes and I'm things just like about that. Your health. Yeah. And, and by yeah, the way, Scott I mean, Bakula played his dad. I, you don't think aged, about that. But... Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and he sings, uh, he sings, uh, imagine mm. in this episode, uh, he's trying to tell them without telling them why he's, um, why he knows these things. And I think he tells his sister, um, right. And he sings the song and then she believes him and she starts crying. He's like, why are you crying? She says, because I've never heard that song before. And that means everything you're saying is true. And that means Tom is going to die. Mm, the that's brother, right. The oldest he, tried, brother. he tried to warn his brother off from going over to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And they all they were all just kind of like, oh, come on, you're just, you know, thinking this. But his brother, Tom, was an Annapolis man and uh, a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. And we find out in this episode, he's going to die in April of 1970. So this is right. the last Thanksgiving that they're home together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So this it's it, it's it's a really emotional episode. And then again, there are kind of the, the humor scenes of him sparring with his dad, trying to get his dad to change his habits. Because I think his remember right, his dad died from a heart attack, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to get his so his dad will be healthier. And his dad is an old farmer. He's just like I don't care, not interested. Um. So um, but he does this leap, and then the next episode, part two of the leap home. He leaps into his brother's unit in Vietnam a year later. Uh, Or not even a year later, six months later. November to April. So, yeah, yeah. six months later, you know, Mm. so he's and he leaps in as Herbert Herbert Magic Williams, Mm -hmm. who plays a part in new Quantum Leap. He's the head of the Quantum Leap project in new Quantum Leap. Right. So. That's really funny because then uh, Magic would have been waiting in the waiting room and would have yep. a real true connection. It's a it's a real good tie in between the old and the new. Yeah. And they, they do. They do say and this is spoilers for New Quantum Leap. Sorry. So if you're worried about that, <laughs> mute for a couple seconds. There is an episode where he talks about that. He blanked out for like 24 hours. He thinks he blanked out for 24 hours. And of course, when he comes to he's being cheered because in this episode, you know, Sam saves the squad. He mm. saves his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, he know because he knows this attack is coming that would kill his brother. And instead, he's able to save his brother, you know, through this magic ability to know what's happening. 
Right. right. And the, the, the guy had the nickname Magic when he leaped into him mm-hmm. uh, because he had that uncanny sixth sense of knowing something, a, a booby trap is here or something's happening there. So that made it easy for Sam to kind of fill in the role. But what I liked in that episode was um, Sam, he doesn't want to leave Tom and he's always right. right there at his side and talking to him like a brother would talk to a brother. And there's yep. a scene where... Uh, Sam is the lieutenant. I mean, not Sam. Uh, uh, Tom, Tom is the lieutenant, mm. and the the other guy is is over there talking to him. And they look at him like, um, "You need something magic? Yeah, you, you, like go away. We're talking business here that you can't yeah. hear." So this is, but that but, episode is so, so. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I was going to say, but it's the good now. This is what ties the two shows together. Mm-hmm. Is having magic. Major part of it. That one character, because even if he was in the waiting room and blacked out, why all of a sudden is he now spearheading this project? Right. And they, they do talk about right. that. The, the, again, they do talk about that in the series. But it, it is interesting that um, that they chose to do that, that they chose to take a character and a, a fairly important leap character mm-hmm. and make him part of the, the new series. And it works really, really well. It really does. And, and if anything it helps to answer the, the, the eternal question of the series is, do they remember it? Right. You know, and they, they hint at it because, like, um, there are times where they talk about as, yeah, the, the, he, he, uh, when Sam came back home, which is the next episode we'll talk about, um, he didn't remember. Mm. Here he was losing his memory of the leaps. And then after he leapt back and went back into the past, he didn't remember coming home. Right. You know, so. So they kind of covered that in the series, but it was still kind of that question of did people know what was going on? Because they were conscious. There were there were episodes where they show Al talking to the person that Sam had leapt into. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In this episode, uh, The Leap Home, he saves his brother, but there's a photographer, a female photographer who's embedded in with the unit um, to get Mm -hmm. some photos. She Mm -hmm. kind of runs off and she takes a series of pictures. She sees three POWs being moved by the VC and snaps some pictures. Mm. She doesn't survive. Tom lives, but she dies. Mm. And um, we find out that she ended up winning a Pulitzer for her last photo on the, on the re on the roll. And when Sam goes to look at it, the face looking back, this, this tied up POW being dragged through the, jungle Mm -hmm. he had turned and looked at the camera and it's al yep oh that's right yeah and sam's thinking i could have saved al right and see that's that's sam's dilemma through this whole thing because he sees that there's more that he can do but Mm -hmm. that's not his mission right okay his mission is the one that he leaps into the peripherals you know, that he would like to also save isn't always going to happen. That's why back to the Beth episode Mm -hmm. that, you know, he's realizing, wait a minute, what, which, which is my mission? Yeah. You know, there's two ways he could go and he has to figure out what's the best. And he wants to help Al because of the friendship. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, just kind of uh, the, the photographer was played by Andrea Thompson, photographer in this episode. She's more recently known for NYPD Blue, mm. but 
she was on Babylon 5 as Talia Winter. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. That's where I knew her from. Yep. When I watched I, it I earlier today, like, I was like, oh, I know her. Where do I know her from? Yeah, she was Talia Winters in Babylon 5, one of the, the telepaths. <laughs> There's <laughs> always looks- a sci-fi connection somewhere, yep. isn't there? I think she yeah, looked but- better in this one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. It's a character. I think her character looked better in this one. I should clarify that. Sorry. All right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. So now we're going to leap for Sorry, I, I got to pull the leap puns out every chance uh, I can. Yeah, go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go forward, actually, for another episode that this is the start of the fourth season, start of the next season. And this is the leap back. Mm. And this is the episode where Sam gets home yes for one episode because the previous the end of of season three he's actually in an insane asylum and i mean it's literally that's what they call it insane asylum you know he's and he's getting shock treatment well it's affecting him where he's turning into the different characters he's leaped into Mm -hmm. you know he's bringing out these personalities well the last scene they do a shock just as he leaps and you see both al and sam go blue you know glow like the leaping mm-hmm. and the next thing you see is they come back al's in a world war ii era army uniform sam's in a white outfit sam can walk through things al can't right they switched they leaped around and they leap back to 1945 which is within al's time frame mm-hmm. time lifetime right not sam's and so this is where we get to see Donna uh, and we find out that yes he was married to her and yes she told him to keep things back for the sake of his mission right mm-hmm. right and yeah, the and, thing and is, is that Sam knows he has to go back but he really doesn't want to yeah. now, that, now that he's putting everything back together and she makes the sacrifice yes yep. She tells him to go, even though he's, he's, he's struggling. He really doesn't want to go back, mm-hmm. but he, he, he doesn't want to go back because he doesn't want to lose her. But at the same time, he has this loyalty, the friendship and loyalty we talked about earlier mm-hmm. to Al for everything Al did for him. He can go back and save Al. Right. Yes. Because Al wasn't supposed to be the leaper. No. Nope. Which is now going to the new series. Yeah. That is that's a prevalent from day one. The lead, the real leaper is not the one who goes. Right. Right. I think that's their whole premise. Mm-hmm. That's it. So yep. it's a, a yeah. shift in the premise. Yeah. That's, so uh, I think also right there, they say what year it is. And that's, they give a date, September 18th, 1999. Yeah. And it, it was funny when I heard that because I had my first child September 2nd. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those, ooh, I know exactly that, where that- I was. That's right. This is where they give the date. I was thinking it was the last episode, but it was this one. Yeah, that's right. No. And and everybody's all quippy and, you know, well, well everybody's getting some, I should say. Too. Oh, and it's funny because they're all like um, being so snarky with each other, all these cute mm. little one liners. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he says, I can't let Al die. Right. And um, how many times has Al saved my life? And the computer's like 23. <laughs> <laughs> she, she tells him right off. <laughs> yeah. We'll use that retrieval program. Well, what's the chance that you're going to come back? There's a 9.6% chance of retrieval. Yep. And you're like, yeah, this isn't happening. 
Yeah, there, there was supposed to be a program in the computer that could, or in the, in the, in the program that could grab Sam and pull him back. And mm-hmm. it didn't work the first time because he had already blown his cover. Right. And not knowing what he was doing, but he'd already blown his cover. And then the sec- this time it was, you know, we know that is because he was, he had a further mission he needed to do. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go back. Yeah. I really liked that episode, the, the way they wrote it with the, with the role reversals flipped and that they mm-hmm. were willing to, he was willing to put himself back in there possibly forever mm. to save his buddy. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. And you get, you get, uh, and they also kind of switched the characters a little bit because they did this thing where like parts of their brains swapped. Yeah, that was and so fun. Al's, you know, Al, who was the womanizer and, you know, mm-hmm. always making the innuendo jokes and everything. Now he's the goody two shoes. And Sam, who's, you know, he's struggling with it, but he's the one who's making all the innuendo jokes and looking at leering at the women, everything that Al would do is, you know, they're walking by and you go, what am I doing? Yes. <laughs> and it and carries for- on for a while. It, yeah. carry- it, it continues on through the rest of the series because every once yeah. in a while. They'd go back to Al comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they do the back to the future thing in this where. Oh, yeah. Al sends a letter through Sam's parent yep. parents lawyer to be delivered on the on the particular date because Al remembered the date because it was his fifth wife's alimony hearing. Jeez, oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al was a mess. But that all gets, you know, gets changed. But he was a mess mm. throughout the series. And, and he, again, he was he was a womanizer. He was, you know, he was always looking at women, always leering at women, you know. And so it's it fun. It was fun to see that kind of role reverse. Although there was one point it's like, you know, forget it. I'm not going to be a prude anymore. You know, <laughs> they're in the back of the car, you know, mm. but it was kind of fun um, going forward. Now, there's there's really not a lot that changes throughout the rest of season four season four is pretty mm. much you know one story after another again this, this is anthology stories you know and, and some of them are great and some not so much when we get to the fifth season and you, you, you can tell this is where they were you know are we going to go on to six season six yeah. or not so they enter there's an episode deliver us from evil it's the seventh episode of the fifth season they introduce the evil leapers that mm. there's another quantum leap out there somewhere and these you know while Sam is guided by the forces of good, whether, you know, God or fate or what the universe or whatever it might be. And they, they use the term God quite frequently mm-hmm. for the for who is guiding Sam. Um, there's this other leaping leaper, Alia, who uh, is not so much on his side. And what's what's interesting in this episode is this is one of those where he jumps back into somebody he jumped into before right there was an episode where he jumped into uh jimmy lamada who was uh down syndrome yes and he leaped back into jimmy again after you know he had fixed this this marriage between jimmy's brother and his his sister-in-law and he leaps back into there and the relationship is breaking up again and that's where this evil leaper is there influencing to undo what sam had done and that's where we meet this alia and her hologram zoe and she's the female version of al she is absolutely the female version of al she's the one who's leering at all the men and you know when she recognized she they the uh these two leapers leap into their their characters the people they're in and when they touch it does the sparks 
and they see each other for who they really are. Uh huh. They don't see the character. So she does not see this Jimmy who has Down syndrome. She sees Sam Beckett. He doesn't see the person that Allie leaped into. He sees her. And then that's when the holograms can see each other. Or I mean, not the, hol- the holograms can't see each other hologram, but they can see the other leapers. You know, and that's something they do carry into new uh, Quantum Leap as well. Right. There's, there's a, a, a leaper we've met in new Quantum Leap who is from another project quantum leap and and see that's the interesting thing about you know and and we know this just from real life that projects scientific projects don't live in a vacuum okay somebody else is always trying to work on the same type of thing so it would make total sense that you have you know evil leapers or other you know if we're going to call them you know, we call them another country or another civilization, whatever. Um, so you're always going to have the antithesis of the of the good leaper. Yep. And what they're doing now in the in the new one is that they haven't completely fleshed it out yet. Mm-hmm. You just see them go by, and that's it. But if you know this story, you know that there there are other leapers floating right. around. And he does eventually converter this alia she's she's mm. kind of trapped in you know just like sam is trapped in his leaps she's trapped in her leaps but she's trapped to do the evil that she's called to, that she mm. needs to do or is called to do but al is able to or excuse me sam is able to convert her and so then zoe the hologram her hologram then becomes the leaper mm. to go back and try to kill sam you know how, how that goes of course that doesn't work right Obviously, but yeah, so it's it's an interest it's an interesting thing. You can tell it's something they wanted to develop more. And you know, maybe that's a good thing, you know, new quantum leap will help them do that. But it's something they wanted to you know that they wanted to have the this regular antagonist to Sam. But I think what happens in season five, and this may have been what became their downfall, they were trying to break some new ground because you've got you've got here you've got a series in its fifth season. You've done mm-hmm. just as much everything that you can think of in the first four, three and a half. Yep. And now you want to go into a different direction. Will your audience go with you? Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was people didn't want to go that way. They right. wanted to continue to have the feel good. You know, mm-hmm. Sam goes in, does the formulatic thing. And Al is funny and Ziggy does her sarcasm and we're done here. But if you see how the fifth season progresses, it's getting increasingly more complicated. Let's put it that way. And I think they may have lost, which is why they didn't go into the sixth season. Yeah. And it's well in the the, the final episode, which we can kind of go move into that mirror image, image. the final episode of the series. This was kind of this was the are we going to go on or not episode. And they go very meta, mm-hmm. extremely meta on this episode. Mm-hmm. Sam leaps into himself on the day he was born. Right. Mm-hmm. Literally the day he was born. And he's in this miners, coal miners town, coal miner town in this bar that coal miners go to. Mm-hmm. And some of the, you know, some of the miners have names like, you know, Gushy and Ziggy and the bartender is Al and. You know, and the bartender is more than he seems. He very yes, much he is. is. You know, again, this is 
this is the, the meta of this is Sam figures out that this is whoever this bartender is, is the person that has been guiding him through the leaps. Right. Right. You know, and so and it kind of ends up with how there, there's kind of basically this is a, a, a respite. This leap is a respite because things are going to get worse. It's the calm before the storm. And so it's clear that what they wanted to do with season six is they wanted to make things more difficult on mm. Sam. And they wanted to. And one thing he does is he ends up leaping as himself. Mm. Instead of leaping into people as he had been doing. Right. Um, and that's I think that was the, the, the path they wanted to take from this point where right. instead of being in this person and having to figure out who this person is, now he shows up in a situation as an outsider. And mm. has to inter- interject himself into it, mm. which I think would have been an interesting. Interesting way, but it was it was a change in the show. And I think the executive said no. Yeah, we don't want you to do that, which is why at the end of Mirror Image, it's very contrived. It's like Mm. we have to tie all this up quickly so people don't go away mad and fans still went away mad. Yeah, well, and they 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 filmed several endings. So the ending Mm. that you see is he's at the bar. He's talking with Al, the bartender, and he leaps and he leaps to the the room back to where Beth was dancing. Mm hmm. In her house, when Al was doing the the the, da- the hollow dancing, you mm-hmm. could say the the shadow dancing, but he's left in as himself, right? And he tells her that Al is still alive. Mm. So he changed his own history, right? Mm-hmm. The history that he had set right after he had gotten her, you know, he had left that alone, and then he changed that, and then he leaps again. Mm. And what we saw were some title cards, some ending cards that said she did not remarry and that they had been married at this point, 39 years and had four daughters. And the thing that made everybody mad, Mm -hmm. Dr. Samuel Beckett never returned home. Correct. And everybody, I remember. Yes. This is 1993. Mm -hmm. I was 17. No, 16. Sixteen or seventeen? Sixteen, sorry. And I still remember to this day how mad I was about that ending. I it, when I saw that, it's like you've got to be kidding me. Mm. That was haste. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had to do something. Now, and they left the door open for something to happen later in the future, also yep. mm. by having him not come home, right, and right. tie it all up. And I think that's why we have the new series, because from from what I know of TV shows, and um, I'll only say this much, I knew someone who worked on Touched by an Angel. So I got a a little understanding of how these shows work. They write a canon. They write a story from beginning to end and then serialize it through so many seasons. So I don't think Belisario was done. With telling the quantum leap story. And that's obvious by the title cards. So I think that's why this second one now is back, even though they're saying Sam Beckett's not going to come back. He's not there. 
I'm yeah. not buying all of that. I, I think the plan is he's going to come back eventually. Yes. And it's going it, to, I think part of it is going to be convincing Scott Bakula to join. Mm-hmm, but when mm-hmm. you watch, again, the, I haven't watched all of the, the, the new series that's aired, but what I have, you, you can see, they, they talk about how basically they think that Ben Song, Dr. Ben Song, is following, mm-hmm. following Sam Beckett right. through time. So, but that's escalating to New Leap. Now, there's one thing. There had been rumors, as I understand this, you know, I didn't know this at the time, but there had been rumors all the way back from when the last episode aired mm. that there had been alternate endings filmed. Right. And so, because again, when they filmed this, they didn't know, were we going to get season six or right. we were going to be canceled? Right. And so they filmed alternate endings and there were rumors and there, there were title cards, there were snapshots of filmings. And then one day, let's see here, um, how long ago was that? Um, wasn't that long ago, relatively speaking. Three years ago, someone called Leaper 1953 oh, posted on Reddit ah. <laughs> a one-minute snippet of Beth and Al talking about Sam continuing to leap. Ah. That was supposed to be the original closing sequence. I'll make sure that we get this put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's very grainy footage. It, it, you know, you can tell it's, it's not been processed. The sound mm-hmm. is, it, it doesn't have the, it's just the, the camera sound. It's not the, the, the boom mic sound, things like that. But you can hear them talk about how they're still looking for him. And that he is, and that he's leaping as himself. That's where I said that, that that's, that's what, you know, the, what the plan was seemed to be. So, and it, and, um, I believe it was Scott Bakula basically said, yeah, this is legitimate, right? This was a film. There were a couple alternate endings they filmed, but this is one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they, 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 Belisario wasn't done with this series no. yet, and that, but it only took him 30 years to get it going again well whatever it is i i think he has more clout now yeah (laughs) yeah and and money and money and i think (laughs) we're ready for you know um, and i'm not saying Mm -hmm. ready in in fandom i think the streaming end of life because i think he knows he will finish this story whether or not it's on a national network yeah if nbc doesn't want to keep it peacock yeah, I'm if NBC sure. doesn't want to keep it and Peacock doesn't want to keep it, mm-hmm. he can go somewhere else and and shop it out. And they'll, you know, Amazon Prime will take it over, mm-hmm. or Netflix will take it over. Or some of these that have you know nice deep pockets that are willing to finish TV series. Hey, look, if Magnum PI the re- the redo can go from CBS to NBC, yep, you know, and then some shows flip like that. But mm-hmm. one thing I did want to just recoil back quickly is in the premise of of Sam Beckett, he's not supposed to leap outside of his timeline. timeline, timeline. But he does in the original series. Well, he leaves. Well, they, they explained it with Al. No, no, no. Because they because he had part of Al's brains basically in his head. Mm-hmm. But and that's how they explained it for there. Was there other episodes yeah, where they did that? Yeah. Oh, in in season five, almost one of the last episodes, it's called it's episode 20, the leap between the states. He leaps back into his great grandfather. During oh, the Civil I forgot War. about that one. OK, oh, maybe I haven't seen that one. I don't know. So and I remembered that when the new leap 
had Ben leaping outside of his Mm -hmm. timeline. And I said, well, that's been done before. Yeah. Well, and they, they even do the whole, well, he's not supposed to be able to do that. Right. Exactly. But he can. So and this whole and and in the new leap, I think that that Beth, Al's daughter, there's a reason why she's can, you know, she's pulling some strings for all of this. Mm-hmm. She must have made a promise to her father. I Probably. will bet any money that's what they'll write in. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, Dean Stockwell had died a yeah. couple years ago. Oh, so before yeah. they had started filming, 21. before they had started filming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was OK. Yeah, so I think it was before they started filming the series. So they, you know, and they do, you know, the first episode. There's, you know, Beth is there. Uh, by the way, you know, go, go to connections of uh, with New Who, uh, New New Who. <laughs> Been going too long. Let's try not to do it. Let's try not to do it. Because okay. <laughs> okay. you're talking about classic Quantum Leap and mm-hmm. New Quantum Leap. Well, classic Who and New Who. But anyways, um, but there's the first first uh episode of the new series has Beth. Mm, right with pictures of al right you know, shows pictures of al and things like that so you know they, they that's one thing they tried to do is this is in continuity mm. this is not a reboot this is you know this is the same mm. same universe same timeline same actress same actress mm-hmm. yes susan Diol. same actress yeah, yeah. which that i think is important yeah, like, in 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 yeah. television that you keep the same actors to keep everything now, going now, they don't have the same ad- actor for magic. Right. But I think that's an upgrade because it's Ernie Hudson. Yeah, really. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Gotta love Ernie Hudson. He's, <laughs> he's a great actor. So, well, that's our everything I've got. Is there anything that you guys want to add on this? Uh, anybody out there who anybody out there who's a musical theater fan, if you can catch Scott Bakula singing in any of these, it's a treat mm-hmm. and a half. Because that was his first, that's his first avocation. He was a musical theater person. Oh. So he, you know, even though he became um, a, a movie or TV star, he would right. go back to Broadway and do shows. Nice. So anytime he's singing, that's really him. And he really knows how to do all that. So, <laughs> nice. when, so when he sang Imagine to his little sister and in that episode. That was him. And yeah. he really wow. plays the guitar. He's a, he's a real, a real musician. So, yeah, yeah he plays piano and well, guitar. One thing should mention is this suffers the same problem WKRP in Cincinnati does, is they were playing, they're playing actual commercial music mm-hmm. in the series. And depending on which kit, which set you get, mm-hmm. like if you watch it on Peacock, they didn't license the music. Oh. So they changed the music. Oh, no. So you're not, it's some of it. Oh, so you're not always hearing no. the right music. Oh, that's a Other shame. Other times they do. Because he um, sings, he sings um, Don Quixote in, in one of the episodes. And, mm-hmm. and I know he does imagine. And there's a couple of, he, he leaps into Elvis. And that, that might be a little bit different if he's singing it versus the actual original Okay. Like you mentioned, you know, like the Unchained Melody. Right. If you, you know, watch that scene on some service or some formats, it's not going to have the actual song. Oh, wow. It'll have some fill-in song. Oh, then everybody has to buy the six, you know, the five episode, five season set. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just one thing to kind of watch for. You know, it, it's again, it's, it's, it's because of licensing, you know, the way those licensing rules are, are written. It's not like a one time once they film it, it's done. It's every time it's 
wow. re-aired, repackaged, whatever. Wow. So that's a so they kind of do that to get away. Anything else for you, Shelly? Uh, just his little catchphrase. Uh, we didn't really talk about. Oh, we never, oh, because, boy, oh boy, we never said it. Oh boy. <laughs> I love that. That was one of those, those fun things. Every time he'd leap, uh, he'd, First thing he'd say, look around and be like, oh boy. And, it and they would do different versions that. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different versions of it. Yeah. Ben Song <laughs> has done it a couple of times. He has kind a of. different But he has a phrase. different catch. But he did the first one. I, I think in the first one he went, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it's funny it. that uh, he has the catchphrase he has because I noticed in the pilot and in the last episode, they just, uh, they don't use that word. They use a different word. Mm. Uh, mm. So... Uh, I I don't really remember them using a lot of curse words Mm-mm. in this. Uh, no, there were, there were no. Well, this was this was you know primetime TV. Yeah, so. you wouldn't have done that in those oh, days. Oh, back when you you weren't allowed to say those words on primetime TV. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those days, the good old days. Well, kind of <laughs> can't, but they still do it. Eh, true. Well, they they have certain words that they will say now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, what was it? Uh George Carlin's seven words you can't say, say on, television. on radio. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, could be said on television now or yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can say most of them on cable. On cable, yeah. oh you can say all of them on cable. Yes. <laughs> all of them on cable. <laughs> and a few and most of them you don't on... want to know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is harder to raise children with a television in the house. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So. But this is one my my eleven year old loves this the series. We caught a couple of them early seasons, so there's yeah, a lot in the fifth season I do not remember seeing. And you were talking no. about it. I'm going. Where was I in 1993 <laughs> that yeah. I did not watch television? <laughs> grad school. Yeah. I was in grad school. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That would do it. You're writing mm-hmm. papers <laughs> and working full time. And I. Just met my husband. <laughs> and there you oh. go. <laughs> Important things. Yep. So. Well, well, very good. Well, as we wrap up, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of movies and TV, including Father Colin W., Russell Y., John K., Stephen C., and Mark B. Their generous, generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the secrets of movies and TV on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or, or, or other great podcast apps. We're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash StarQuest Media. If you've enjoyed this discussion or the, the other discussions with secrets of movies and TV, please share it with your friends and help us grow our audience. We want to get our, our message out and we want to get our conversation to a wider audience. To find other discussions of movies and TV shows and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash secrets. Our email for feedback is secrets at sqpn.com. And you can follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And you can also join in the discussion on our Discord at sqpn.com. So as, as we finish up, Joanne Mercier, thank you for joining me in the secrets of classic quantum leap. Thank you for inviting me. This was fun. Yes. And Shelly Kelly, thank you as well. Always a pleasure. And once again, I'm Father Corey Stika. Thank you for listening to the secrets of classic quantum leap on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. 
The Secrets of Star Wars. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Wars.